And welcome to your uncle's beach house episode 18 i'm your host em and with me is my regular co-host jackson database database we're living in a database a whoa 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 you also did to say I, wow wow for all of those <laughs> um i think the ones on hulu might also good my just says just say wow 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 <laughs> like it's, yeah that's not that's clearly not what they're saying yeah anyway um yeah, we're here again, um, shortly after our last one, to talk about Log Horizon Season 2. If you don't remember, we covered Log Horizon Season 1 sometime last year. All time is compressed into one thing for me, so I don't remember what it was. Let me look that up real quick. I'm going to say it was May. Okay, which episode? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> nine? Okay. It was episode... Ooh. It was episode eight. Oh, one off. May, you know, twenty second. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. That is you a will weird. Take that. <laughs> huh. But yes, all time is definitely compressed into one moment, and we are always talking yeah. about anime. Oh yeah, no, it never stops. So, uh, you can go listen to that episode if you want to be caught up on what's going on in the world of Log Horizon. Not going to summarize that season other than to say that I was a little more mixed on it. Jackson's very positive, but we we're both looking forward to getting into season two. Yes, uh, which was the end of Log Horizon. We could finish it off. We're just going to finish in the Lock intervening. Horizon. Yeah, in the intervening, what, nine months, uh, it has been announced Log Horizon 3 is coming, which, you know, actually really inspired me to, like, we need to go and do this so we can watch Log Horizon 3. Uh, Like, I'm a person who watches anime as it releases and doesn't fall off every show I start. Uh, But, you know, we try. Um, Watching Log Horizon week to week is probably a bad experience. (laughs) There's an entire episode this week that's just one guy giving a gamer's rights monologue. Uh, yes yeah gamers rise up gamers rise that's up. really the that's really the theme of log horizon in general yes it uh, is think about it think think about it i uh, think about gamers rising up i do every day yeah um so yeah uh season two jackson do you want to roughly sketch out the shape of season two of log horizon uh yeah log horizon season two uh and from 2014 to 2015 october to march uh was made crucially by a different studio uh, than the first team, but it had the same director and writer, you know, directed by Shinji Shihara, um, written by Toshio uh, Nomoto and based on the same novels. Uh, so, like, people did not know at the time whether this was going to be a good continuation or not. Uh, the first one was by Satelite, like, this is by Studio Dean. Um, yeah. But it, uh, apart from a star art style change, basically nothing is, it's still database. Database plays, and you're like, oh, it's the same show. It's the exact same show. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, originally I was very resistant to the art style change, but I feel like if now I couldn't even tell you what the difference is. No, so in I've, my brain, I, the style I thought oh, was a huge change, but they keep throwing in flashback scenes to the old style, and my brain doesn't even pick up on the difference, even though there is a huge one. I don't, I don't know, can't tell you that <laughs> what's going on with that, but. Uh, it's what it is. The plot of the season is after after last time, and uh, Akahabra has been set up, and they found out there are like uh, rival societies in Eastal uh, that are uh, conspiring against them. Shiro was like, "Okay, we've got to go off. And we're going to do something drastic here. What is his plan? His plan is to go get a bunch of money. We need money. To- oh, his plan. Uh, what is his plan? Read on. What is his plan? Read on. And the last season implies that he is going to do something society. It implies that he's had his like Shah moment. He's going to fucking go yes. fix the world. That's not the case. He's like, we need some money. I'm going to go get some. And I'm not going to tell anyone. We, we bought we bought all of the buildings in town so that the NPCs couldn't own them. And now we're broke. We need money so badly. <laughs> yeah, because the entire uh, round table's like power is premised on having centrally owned like locations that nobody else can fuck with. Um, yeah. So what he goes to do and asks the one guy from the tribe of the people who own all the money uh, to, to violate their tribal rules and give him a big loan, <laughs> uh, which is some real J.K. Rowling, the goblins own all the banks shit immediately. Immediately. It, do- it doesn't get like anywhere close to that bad, but it definitely... Yes. I mean, Locker Raisin always trades in some Harry Potter-esque ideas with, you know loads of jokes about how what if mmos were real and then you go wait are all the uh, like swarming goblins not sentient then yeah um, so always you know trading that one and this one comes close to it but ends up being okay so he's off on a quest uh to get the money and the the resident like the guy the contact from the cunier clan is what they're called uh, yes denies this but says if you beat this raid you you know you can keep the money that's in in the treasure chest which is like where yeah, all the money goes whenever whenever money is spent in game it goes into this giant whirlpool of gold at like the center of the earth and there just happens to be a super raid dungeon o- over the top of it um and then it's like reincarnated inside the mobs that don't have souls they're just full of gold yes like the Canonically, all the monsters are just not sentient, I guess. They are just yes. clockwork machines. Um, yes. But the people. The people. People however. are people. Uh, yep. this, this season takes some steps to, like, not providing that with wrinkles, but at least making that more interesting than just the people are people, but the animals aren't. Yes. Um, so he's off doing that on a secret mission. He doesn't tell anyone but Natsuki, and they, he goes along with him, and they go on this mission. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, side. I mean, they build a huge raiding party. Like, well, that's all from from Akihabara. They go to another yeah. place and build the raiding party. Yes. I was going to get to that in a second. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, back in Akihabara, uh, Akutsuki has been left behind, uh, looking after Princess Lanesha and not doing much of anything except hanging out and trying to be normal. <laughs> um, yes. And Katsuki, the most normal of us all. Oh, she's truly normal. The the scenes are very rare because of how everyone's split up this season. But the scenes where her and Shira like she's hanging upside down from the ceiling and he's doing his work and they're just trying to have a normal human conversation, neither of them are capable of it. Very yes. good. Uh but she stays behind and it's a lot of slice of life stuff uh back in Akihabara until who appears but uh Santa Claus wearing a shah mask with red glowing eyes uh during the Christmas festival during the Christmas festival and he's murdering people and nobody yep. knows why because you shouldn't be able to murder people inside the um 
the city grounds because you know it does yes. an mo and the royal knight should summon and fight whoever does this uh and these two plots are set against each other with a flash forward to both Akas- uh, akatsuki and shiro dying and meeting up uh being dead like wow we have made some mistakes like their first episode ends with shiro going uh i fucked up big time with all of this um which is, uh, was a very nice like uh, just moments for the show to say yeah we know he's he's a dumbass he we, he shouldn't be doing all this uh death note shit <laughs> um and the two plot lines go the way they go you know like uh he eventually just uh, overcomes and kills with the help of the town and with uh, the big plot thing is they turn off the uh the protective grid because the person attacking them is a like royal guard person of the land that's uh, been corrupted by uh, a sword where the item text has just become real it had item text about how it corrupts uh corrupts its owner um and yeah around the time that the, like the the whatever the sage of the rivers or whatever that guy's called i don't remember yeah. that guy's so name. there's a lot of weird plops but there's so many plot points that will come up and are clearly huge but then are never mentioned again all season <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a bit where, like, before even Santa shows up where they're talking about, like, ah, oh, yeah, there's this weird problem in the world now that everyone's been living in it for so long. It seems like the item descriptions are overriding the rules of, like, f- physics, where, like, if an item description says something is true, it must be true. Yes. Regardless of what the rest of science or the game programming says. Yeah, and there's, like, another small bit that literally is in one scene and never mentioned again where they say, uh, so the world is getting bigger. Yeah, uh, it's going from like because it's a one half scale, but at like very very infinitesimal pace is slowly uh, just just expanding. And what could that mean? And it, yes, and also like the world's getting bigger. There's also a thing about like if you have a different gender than yours avatar, your voice is just going to be like locked into that voice of that gender, right? That's what they. Yeah, it's ba- the thing. it's basically saying, and let's get some fraught stuff that we'll get into later. But luckily, it's yeah, not we'll like a. Not a part of the show, so it doesn't get into anything really dirty. I'm basically, saying that if you are a uh, if you're a guy playing a girl's character, your voice is now sounding more like a girl, where originally it would just sound like it was coming from your natural body. Um, yes, which is you know again some very fraught bioessential stuff that is yes. complicated even further by another character in the season, but not in a way that the show. Like, luckily, the author has not realized. So we'll all also. Road not taken with Akatsuki, because remember, she was originally, right. like, a dude ninja. Well, especially as, like, they've already made it clear that you can get potions to, like, change your appearance. And, like, doesn't really touch that stuff, but it all comes up in one scene, and it's, like, huge, and then never mentioned again. Um, yes. Because this is actually... We thought it was a 50-episode show, but it's actually just a Shonen show that will go forever. Yes, an endless show that will go forever. And if we had known, we'd never have got in the door, but now we're trapped here. Not unlike yes. everyone in Log Horizon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What's the actual name of the game? I never remember. Uh, the name Elder Tale. <laughs> yes, because it's the most generic <laughs> name possible. Uh, so yes, uh, the power of the team and the friendship and Dakitsuke, everyone they they kill uh, this guy. Well, they don't kill him. They they destroy the item and they save him and they save the town. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Shiro stops hiding all his secret plans under the vague idea that there could be spies uh starts explaining his ideas uh and the raid party he has gathered from the town he went to in the first season so it includes demikos which is the guy that he just mercilessly owned with Nyanta. Oh, and william massachusetts yeah. who turned him down for joining his guild <laughs> yes and william massachusetts who is a gamer he's a gamer's gamer he loves he loves the game yeah uh they all team up together and uh beat the thing and get to the he gets to the gold and then turns it all down and says instead of uh instead of us having like 
the rights to this what if nobody had the rights to anything and we are going to spend our money to like do this gradually with field uh like like field units in the game right so he says yeah first of all he says for the the units that the uh, round table owns in town will revert to the cunier clown clown cunier clan and this will just be an imperpetuity thing and the cunier clan won't do anything to them so they basically just become real places that you know everyone has you know the real world is yeah trying, give the land back giving the land but yeah so it really comes like it walks up to this in one yes. scene and as they're like discussing okay so this power exists and it could be used to protect people but also we don't own it but also the power to like own it in a very physical sense that you can't in the real world exists and then there's like an actual screenshot i took of him saying i don't believe in getting rid of private property (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i think we can do that with like agreements between people rather than like hard-coded game like we should not have game logic in a universe where humans exist is basically shiro's argument um Fair enough, Which I guess. I agree with, but uh, again, it like really steps right up to the plate of getting into all these things, and then walks back. It's a very character-focused season. The big ideas kind of take a backseat, honestly, for the better. Yeah. Uh, but that's how those wrap yeah. up, and then he goes home, and then uh, it's the second half of the season, which has a much it doesn't have like as clean an arc, like a twelve-episode arc. Um, yeah, it's uh, Shiro still looking for Konami, who was part of his like tea party group before the apocalypse happened. Who's missing? There's this new girl named Tetra who's like teasing him about it in an episode devoted entirely to how ridiculous the idea of pow pow fruit is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a very good, uh, like, Valentine's Day episode. I uh, enjoy that a lot. The kids go on an adventure together, all the like young guilders. There's so much um, Serara content this season. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, and they run across a vampire lady who seems very interested in helping them out. And uh, her name is Ro2, as in Shiro2, as in we find out later this is just Shiro's second character that has now been inhabited by a mysterious force. Yes, this is just his old. <laughs> Um, yeah, his alt, his gender bed vampire OC. Which, uh, every single person, if this was a real, I mean, this, this this show does a pretty good job at, like, through anime approximating gamers hanging out in a new world. Yes. Uh, but everyone should be roasting him nonstop. Like, no, but this, yes. should, this should come up every conversation. Yes. Nobody should stop. Oh, Shara, how's yep. your gender bed vampire OC? Want to tell us anything? Want to tell us anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is no one realizes that's who it is even though she looks exactly like Shiro. There's a, so there's a very other so it, the Eastal subplot comes up a bunch cuz the uh there's a coalition of both the like people who were referred to um at the end of last season which were the adventurers who had like formed under a more dictatorship system in Eastal but also the people of the land who live there who have like made a magical train uh and are going to fucking war. <laughs> which yeah. uh, never starts in this show, but it's clearly about to at some point, and a lot of this season is them prepping for it. I, I gotta admit, the Eastal stuff is the stuff I like just glaze over when it comes up. I think it's so boring. It's I like the people on the land side of it. Yeah. I like but, that like, one. Everything about like the evil players, are they're just overwrought and ridiculous. Oh, the one who's... I don't think the, sh- I don't think the show does villains well. Yeah, so there's, there's Intix, who is clearly another Tea Party member who's jealous of Shiro, who's like negging that other girl who we saw at the end of last season to the point where she keeps her in like a dungeon and is very yeah. clearly at the end going to have her like break down crying as Shiro rem- reminds her what friendship is. Like, yeah. just... It's going to take 200 episodes, but I don't need to watch them. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I see it in front of me. Uh but I do like the there's one of the people of the land who is just like, yo, adventurers, you're immortal. Uh you're on our land, so we should wage war on you. I hate you. I, I like her deal. She's just cool. Um Well that's cause she's right. That's cause she's just right. She just says correct things and then Yanta just is fighting her and going, I think she might be right about this. Um so that stuff's very good. Uh, but one, the character who was kept in that dungeon, because it's a lot of moving parts for a season where nothing happens, um, was the character from last season who met Shiro and was like, oh, I won't be your friend, but I'll be your rival and enemy. And we'll, you know, that's how I will inspire you to be better. Shonen shows. Um, she meets up with the, them it, while they're hanging out with Vampire Shiro. There's an amazingly funny scene where just she walks up, she's having tea with them all. And someone mentioned Shiro, and she like goes white. She's like, oh, Shiro? That's... But sitting across from her <laughs> the whole time, yes. and never even commented on or bothered by, is very obviously gender-bent vampire Shiro. <laughs> yes. Uh, that adventure happens, a bunch of stuff kicks off uh, with the kids, and they all have to save a town, and there's like some players who like uh courting death because they want to go home uh, a bunch of people in the town start getting apathy syndrome because they all want to go home yes um, yes that part's pretty good actually yeah and it all culminates um in a showdown in shibuya after some uh moths show up uh that just are starting to knock everyone out when the moon rises every night the moths are showing up and knocking everyone out yeah these are some extreme bloodborne vibes happen at the end of this season <laughs> yeah uh at the same time that shiro gets the news uh from row two and i'll do my best to summarize it very quickly here that essentially the apocalypse is like part of an ancient alien like there are aliens who need a certain kind of uh, energy to survive, which is called Empathians, which isn't really expanded upon, but might be MP, might be the memories connected to that somehow. Uh, and they can't just go into worlds and take them. So they've been transporting people to this world and are like farming their MP somehow. And they are, there are two versions of them. There's like two levels. There's the level that, uh, uh, row two is as like this kind of alien consciousness. that's also shares memories, not, fully explained but that's her deal i mean they're the memories he loses every time he dies right like they they residually exist in the game and just embodied in his already like you know his avatar that wasn't being used with her i get the shiro side of it but not i can't tell if she was like a pre-existing entity that took you know because she has a lot of memories and knowledge that wouldn't come from shiro well, she's been around, she's been kicking around for a while, right? Like, the apocalypse happened months ago. I assume she's been, because the implication is that the the creatures uh, cause the apocalypse by by thinking they're breaking into another universe when they're actually breaking into a video game, and thus making the video game real, yes. right? Because, like, Shira goes, it's weird, sometimes it's a game, sometimes it's real, why are these two things true, and which bots are going to overrule the other? And a lot of questions in the air, but... The one thing that is true is it's on the fucking moon and we've got to go to the moon yeah. and talk to them and find out what's up. The way they're going to do this is they're going to go to the television station and try to broadcast a signal to the moon. They found a signal in there, in there, even though it's, you know, the, the game is set in a post-apocalyptic world. There's an old signal in an old television station in Shibuya. They are going to try their best to talk to the people on the moon and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it veers extremely into Shimagami Tensei territory suddenly yes, at it, the end of the season. very suddenly just every Shimagami Tensei game. <laughs> yes. Oh, because oh, we're at the, the Shibuya, uh, you know, the, the one crossing that's in everything in Japan ever. <laughs> yes. Um, but 
at the time they get this information, the moths show up, and where could they be? But exactly at the one antenna they need, and they have to destroy the antenna to destroy the moths, and all. What choice could this be? Um, they go, they figure this out, they eventually destroy uh, the moth without the destroying... The raid boss. Uh, the raid boss without destroying the antenna. He is one of the, like, yeah. level two uh, aliens who are called geniuses. Yeah. Uh, he's the genius of summoning, but there's other geniuses, and they act kind of like... Um, what this is this is bad of me i've forgotten the term from the second half of um twilight mirage for the axioms oh i was thinking they act like dark souls invaders basically <laughs> they do act like dark souls invaders, but they basically like i'm the genius of summoning and all he does is summon and there's someone else who's like the yes. genius of marriage and all he does is like seduce women under That's, his yeah, rule. yeah but like for sure with no logic they just perform the action that they are yeah they remind me a lot of the bloodborne specifically has like they're meant to be like invaders but they're npcs and they just kind of do one behavior you might see online over and over again okay that's a good bit <laughs> yes yeah so that's what they are no one can figure out what their deal is and they just kill this guy and you know no real um information is learned but the big question is why the second we got this information did this raid dungeon spawn at exactly the place that we was like you know is there more ethereal force stopping us from going to the truth um and they're about to make the they're like about to load the signal up and beam it at the meme but then they realize that the signal's coming through here uh, on their end it's someone's trying to contact them and who could it be but uh academy she is in yeah. China. She's on the China server. She's yeah, because we we saw an episode mid season where she was hanging out in China with uh, a fake Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yep, he's a frog. Just what if yes. you know? What if Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles was a frog? Yes, which is amazing. Um, and we find out in that in that episode that she's hanging out with uh, Krusty, right? That's not a reveal yes. for us. Yes, that is a, that's a yeah. huge reveal for us. No, no, that that's at the end of the season. Okay, he is not in that first episode. Oh right, there's a there's another guy uh, who's like the guy. He's like the guy from Spy Kids yeah. Three. <laughs> no, don't remember. He's the guy on the cover of the game. Oh, and oh, she's okay. hanging out with him, much like Elijah yes. Woods in Spy Kids Three. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and they've been going out to their own adventures in China, and they've also like come across a television station, and they have a they have a chat because this is the other person from the tea party. He's like kind of Shiro's ex. It's not really said. My read on it is never really like there were there were people who played MMO together who probably like had a crush on. They definitely had a crush on each other. Yes, yeah, but I, you know, she's got a kid now. Um, very yeah. real like online friends meeting up later energy. It's like very good. Yes, all of the women who have a crush on Shiro are aghast when he's like, how's your kid? And she's like, oh, she's great. I can't wait to get back and see her and bring her with me into this world when we definitely come back here after you've solved this problem and not destroyed this world, but just allowed us to go back and forth between them. And he's like, uh... She's like, it's a quest. You have to do it. And he's like, okay, yes, ma'am. Yes. As he realized that instead of destroying... like the 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 question with the apathy syndrome type stuff has been do we go back would that be like would that fix us but then some of us would want to stay would that fix you know and then he goes what if we just ha make a bridge is that a possible thing no one knows but that's our goal and that's the big cliffhanger at the end of the season uh the war's gonna start eventually but aside from that there's no you know it's a just it's just the end of an episode that happens to be the last one they've made so far yeah for five years for five years <laughs> yeah um and there we are. Long summary. A lot of moving parts. Not very much, like, actually going on. Uh, but I really like this season. Yeah. Uh, first things first. The thing that I talked the most about last time we talked about Log Horizon 
they fixed. They made Shiro a likable person who understands that he needs to trust people and bring them in and not treat them like pawns if he's going to be successful, right? Like, mm-hmm. they did it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I said last season, or in the last podcast, that I trusted that they would do that, but I was speaking more in a... I was expecting... Aspirational sort of yeah, way. <laughs> one, more in an aspirational sort of way, and two, the way I saw that going was a much more Code Geass-like maybe the politics are worth it kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the way they actually go is because the problems here are so much bigger, that, like, this is no longer a world where one person can... Well, they introduced that world fraction thing last season. No one's mentioned that again. Um, mm-hmm. Where, like, one person can really change the entire, like, dynamic of existence. So you just got to be a human being in the space. Uh, yeah. And them opening the very first episode with Shiro saying that's a camera uh, in the flash forward uh, was very yeah. good and very comforting. And like, oh, it's like they knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the focus yeah. on, like, character work makes the show less special from its, like, for its peak is still the first arc for me, um, but it also makes it much more watchable if it's going to get run forever. Because <laughs> I don't think there's yeah. anything on the highs of, like, we've used food to invent economics to make society happen. Uh, yeah, but also I don't, then I don't have to worry about, like, are they going to drop the ball really right. hard? Because it's, it's just the hangout show now. Yeah, all the slice of life stuff is very good. The introduction of uh, Tetero to the group... Um, how are you pronouncing that? Tetra. Tet- That's what they say in the English yeah. version. Okay, because I know it's got an O in there, but my subs just called her yeah. Tetra. Uh, yeah. But I'm I'm not allowed to go with the fan subs. <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, brings a great energy because, uh, you know, idols are good. Yeah, she's an idol with like a vague, like, casino-y theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is just very, like, high energy and ridiculous. Um and the person who calls out uh, Natsuku, that's his name, right? Yes, Natsuki. Uh, on his, like, horny bullshit all the time. Um, in, like, a more direct way than Akatsuki just kicking him in the face every time he says something stupid. <laughs> it's very funny, though. It's still funny when that happens. Yes. Well, yeah, now they just double team him and it's even better. But uh, she's great. She's also, like, uh, you know, the... I guess you'd say the trans character. It's messy because she's a, a male player playing a woman and they just play it like that is what the reality of it but look we all live in a space online we know how this goes akuski literally took a gender swapping potion at the start of the show and also you've like put in a plot point about like voices and biological gender like and it it never draws those two dots it just says oh here's the trans character and you'll always be like worried we could do something bad but for the most part we won't uh yeah so it just ends up being normal anime but the potential for this to become disastrous is there i think they won't or really good i don't know who can say (laughs) who can say um but i think she brings like a really good energy because everyone else is very on their bullshit and self-serious and she's just having a great time (laughs) uh, i I love her 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 animation gimmick is really good as well because she like just hangs off of natsuki um, yeah, she also pops out of people's like, like coat lapels yes. and like pockets and stuff. Yeah, really it's with the armor because she's with Natsuki in the armor for like six episodes. But then once they get back to Akihabara, she's just popping out of it. Like, she starts out being Natsuki's like lapel, but eventually just pops out of Shiro one time. And Shiro's like, "What are you doing there?" Yes, yeah, like full on Bugs Bunny shit. It's very good. Yes, uh, the whole thing with all the kids going on an adventure is great. Um, uh, I do think that uh, Minori needs to needs to drop her crush on Shiro, like a rock. 
Um, the show handles well, it fine, but it is the part that's the most frustrating with the show is that it's got like a love rivalry between his best friend who he's clearly actually in love with uh and a 12 year old (laughs) and like yeah i mean she definitely just has a crush on him it's not like a real thing here i think the part where akatsuki is threatened by her is the the most i think that speaks more to akatsuki's general mental state which is a hot mess at all times The, the, the thing about the whole plot is that's interesting uh is that like while this is the anime tropey plot that's bad every character mm-hmm. behaves normally and not gross so it's just very strange to have that plot but everyone behaves like they would in that like Shiro just doesn't even acknowledge Midori he's not having a crush on a 12 year old and Akitsuki's just weird and doesn't know how to express herself ever uh, yep. so yeah it, that's true it doesn't like poison anything it's just a very strange plot point it's like just it has to be here because it, this has to be an all anime but we will treat everyone like they're normal I guess yes yeah uh, also, a, a real dearth of Rundle House Code content this season. Uh, there's, there's a few good bits. <laughs> there's a few good bits, but given that, like, uh, half of our discussion last season was about, like, they just made him a real person, like a sapient person in a way that matters the way the other NPCs are not, and that, is ne- that doesn't come up once this season. <laughs> they give him eternal life. It's, it is a sort of Damocles hanging over the season because at some point that uh, lady on the train is going to find out about Rudy. Like, it has to <laughs> yes. happen. Like, that's the yeah. plot the show's been building up to and it just doesn't this season. And I'm like, this is this is probably the thing that would have made me the most grumpy if I uh, had not known there was a season three coming and this show just goes yep. forever. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's like the, the thing that Shiro did that was the most, like, huge in what it said about his power and the world uh, yes yes um and he's mostly just a normal but he doesn't do anything he, he doesn't really use the scribe thing or the contract for anything other than that one scene uh with the cunier clan guy yep um, and every time the show like walks back into being about society it's mostly handling it fine it's just l- definitely less of a focus yeah uh, Nyante gets stuff to do throughout. He gets a cool Morpheus yes! on the t- truck fight, basically. <laughs> it's just an entire half an episode that's just Morpheus on the truck, but Nyanta on the train. Yeah. He sadly does not cut a car in half, but he's getting there. Oh, he's getting there. Um, and then the way that ties into like the kids' adventure after they've all like had this big disaster happen, but they couldn't tell tele- tele- uh, telepathy yes. back. And then they just look up and Nyanta's flying above them to save them. Yes. Who among us does not dream of such things? <laughs> yes. Sarara and Nianta's whole thing also not really dealt with. It just continues to be a thing. Uh, the tropes are here. The tropes are here, yeah. And that is also like very handled normally. There's no there's no hint of uh Nianta like acknowledging the weird crushes of a twelve year old. Well the thing Nianta definitely knows in a way that Shiro does not, yes. but he's mostly just like amused and gonna be nice to the kid. Yeah. Because he's he's just like a nice mentor figure. <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, Shiro, clearly clueless. Shiro just doesn't recognize it, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the whole gag with the weird, like, if you give them these fruit, then they'll tell them what you, they'll tell them their true love, and then Shiro's true love is eventually revealed to be curry. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, they, they, because they keep trying to give each other pow pow fruit, which, like, in this universe, it'll tell, if you ask them what they love, they'll answer truthfully. Uh, the thing is, it, it doesn't answer who you love, it answers what you love, like, generally, and so a lot of people are answering food, which, you know, fair enough. Yep. 
Natsuki says panties and gets kicked in the face as he is wanting yes. to do. Yes, so Ronda House Code says all of my friends. <laughs> he's good. Yes, because he's the best boy. You watch the dub, right? Yes. Um, in the show, Rundle House uh, will just break into English randomly. <laughs> oh, weird. He does not do that. Uh, wh- I, there's no like. There's no like thing for that. I guess. What do they do when he? So uh, the the obvious example is uh, Road Two is like you can all call me o- uh, Onisan, please. Um, and everyone, I assume everyone calls my big sister in the show. How do they? Um, how do they do this? in because um, she's like, please. Uh, Call me Onisan, and I'll make me very happy, and then I'll be with you, and we'll go on this journey. And everyone does that, but then in English, Rudy just says "Big Sister Rotu." <laughs> so I don't funny. remember. I don't remember anything about. I don't remember this at all, unfortunately. That's uh, that's a shame. But also, I you know the show seems heavily localized. They probably just like changed that gag. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a show where I, I like the dub a lot. Uh, it's probably a slightly different experience more than most anime do it that way. Cause smart though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause the way in which like, uh, Nagatsu is just like the broiest bro in the world, like in a very like American way. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's just like the jock who really got into the one MMO with his friends. <laughs> uh, he's good. The, the balancing act of making him like actually endearing and not insufferable because he could just be the Yosuke of the group. Um, yes, is uh, very well handled because I just I like him. They make sure to beat him up every time he says anything gross. Yeah. Uh, eventually, there's like a gag about when he leaves um, Akihabara. Things just start falling on him whenever he's gross because that's uh, Akutsuki's curse. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then yeah, really Tedera cool. makes the dynamic even better. Just just good energy all around. Yep. Uh, there's also a bit with the princess that like is clearly just build up for season three stuff. So hopefully that goes well because I like her, but she has nothing to do in this season. Yeah, this show likes to. I mean, so it structurally does some weird things that I I don't love, but I accept because I enjoy the show. Is that one? It really just like loves to focus on characters for an arc and then can just drop them. Like Krusty's not in this season. Um, yeah, which is fine because him being in the second half of season two came out of nowhere as well. <laughs> season one, yes. Um, and so you get like whole episodes dedicated to the backstory of Demikos and William Massachusetts, and they're never going to come up again. Yeah. Um, which again, fine, but a bit uh, just an odd choice, and it's also very good at. I feel like not one storyline has had an ending in this show. Every arc bleeds onto the next in a way that, like, My Hero Academia arcs, they have endings. Um, yeah. It's not a very arc-based show. It just has everything going on at once. Like, I remember last season saying, it's a bit weird how th- the war against the Goblin thing just didn't end. It was never resolved. They went and did that war, and then the other plot happened. But in this season, makes it very clear, actually, the characters are just still off doing that. We just haven't seen yeah. them. Um so everything is going on at the same time, and it is an interesting just way of plotting because it just leads to things like, and then someone will bring up that the world is changing, and then it won't be mentioned again all season. Yeah, but because Krusty's not there, Lanessia gets a little bit about like, ah, oh, she also feels weird in this town in the early arc with uh, Akatsuki, and then there's stuff at the end where she's getting passed over for the throne, but all of it is just like set up for future stuff. Yeah, like the third to last episode introduces a new kid, like Lanessia's sister, who I didn't think was in the first season, if we'd have got a shot of him or something. I don't remember I that kid at all. Definitely don't remember. I don't I don't think he was, but if he was, I'd make a culprit, I guess. Um, yeah. 
and he's like being raised to be the future king but he's nine um and then there's like an assassination attempt from Eastall and everything and yeah that war will presumably come next season god i hope it comes next season mm-hmm. but I, it could come four seasons from now i have not watched enough endless shonen shows to know what the pacing on this is going to be yeah no i mean it's really hard to tell given you know this is based on a light novel series that as you know had a huge gap because the creator went to jail <laughs> it's just the tax evasion right <laughs> yeah i think that's what it was <laughs> um yeah tax evasion um failed to file one million dollars in royalties <laughs> <laughs> um couldn't go to the fucking cunier clan <laughs> yeah so he went i think he went to jail for about three years and then because there's a big gap in the books where like the end in 2015 and started up again in 2018 so we're working on it yeah he just went to jail and was like sorry guys <laughs> i'm yeah. back at it now <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah uh, I didn't realize that all those light novels had English releases. I should read those, maybe. Uh, they only just put the Log Horizon ones on the like out on EPUB. Okay. Um, I opened it up. I'd be tempted, I'd be tempted to just have those because I think it'd be fun. I opened just it up, and they localize it as catastrophe instead of apocalypse. Oh uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> so I'm like, oh god, <laughs> confusing. I- I love it. I love it when, even in the modern day, nobody talks to each other to get these things right. That's not even like, th- that is a term, an important term. Zeeks. <laughs> Zeeks? Zeeks and Fetties and Shah. Oh, right, yes. I didn't even get that until Shah. <laughs> yes. God. Yeah. McVeigh. McVeigh. Well, we should, we should all make that change. <laughs> yes. It's way, it's way funnier if that dude's named McVeigh. Oh, hey, McVeigh's here. <laughs> God. Um, I think we're done. Just goofing about McVeigh. Yeah, this was, this was never going to be a short episode because, as I said, nothing fucking happens this season, and we mostly enjoyed it. We expected this to be more uh, climactic than it was. The show's just yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I mean, d- to be said, we were we were told to watch this one because it's the isekai that people like because it's not super, super gross. And that remains true. Yep. It's it's an isekai. It's not super super gross. <laughs> um, I was expecting it to be like the because th- th- then people oversell it like it's the thoughtful one because of stuff in season one. Season two doesn't have any of that. <laughs> well, again, it like walks up to it, right. Suddenly, it's about native yeah. land rights for five seconds. <laughs> yes. Um, who can say what season three will be given all the time that's passed? It's about how we've all got to pay our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I'm excited to watch it. We'll probably, you know, assuming we don't hate it or whatever, we'll probably do another episode when three is done. Um, I will probably, we'll see if I watch episode to episode. Because like I said, there's a whole, you know, there's a Gamers Rights one that's very paced weirdly week to week. Yeah, I just don't watch anime that way. Every time I try, I fall off. My guess is I'll watch the first, like, couple week to week and then watch the rest when it's done. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Because anime it's how it works but i'll definitely be there um if they take away database um we riot oh yeah there is a promise that this season makes that does not does not deliver on which is the uh one of the characters starts performing the the endings from the show (laughs) oh yes (laughs) so she's going around right i forgot i forgot there's a whole bit about how this world only has like what like 32 songs songs because that's the ost of the game 
<laughs> yes, right. God. Because God, and like, well, God declared there were only 42 songs and those are the only ones that exist. And it's clearly a reference to that's the soundtrack of the game, which I'm going to say yeah. this new uh, this new expansion is like the seventh for Out of Town. Yeah. It's been running since like 2000 <laughs> because all of the characters well, have grown up with it. The implication has always been to me that this is a really crappy MMO, <laughs> right? We got 42 songs. Yeah. It's a really crappy MMO. We do have a half scale model of the entire world. Yes. Video games. We spent all our money on one thing. It's just Daggerfall over here. There's like one battle song, the entire MMO, but it's big as shit. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of true of the anime. It's just that. Yes. Yeah, so she starts inventing songs by like just performing them at bars, but the like people around are just losing their minds because they've only heard 42 songs before. Uh, and the song she performs are the two endings, which is leaving, I assume, everyone, but definitely me going, what's she going to do, database? <laughs> <laughs> she just- the thing is, is she going to do like a really like stripped down version of database, or do we get like a full band doing real ass database? Both would be really good. I'll take okay, any. Good. I'll take any, but uh, okay. I was really good. hoping for that. The, the two end- the new yeah. ending's good. The the show's good endings, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I definitely like the ending of this more than I liked season one's ending, so mm-hmm. yeah. But I th- database remains good. Database is a bad Can't you like they I guess they could change it, but they really shouldn't. It's just good. But there's no way um, unless it's like a different director now because it's been so long. I assume they're just gonna get the band back together and do it again, but you never yeah. know what like, you know. I just can't imagine another song that's going to get me more hyped than hearing Database again. Uh, I never skipped it. Yeah, me either. I don't think it's capable of me skipping it. <laughs> so I guess that's everything. that's everything. We'll be back next time with the Beach House. We'll be covering Dirty Pair. The second wave of Dirty Pair stuff, we have the two OVAs, the movie Project Eden, and the second Dirty Pairs show called either... I've seen Dirty Pair 2 floated around, but I know it as original Dirty Pair, which is 10 episodes. Um, not to be confused with the Dirty Pair show we watched last time, which is 26. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I'm watching the movie tonight. I'm really excited, actually. So. Well, yeah. I should go. Yeah, that'll be that'll be in like two weeks, probably two or three weeks after this. So I was going to go watch a different that. anime that you've tasked me to watch because I still haven't caught up in Ghibli. Uh, but no, I have to watch Dirty Pair. Oh, you haven't even watched enough to know that it's Ghibli, not Ghibli. No, I so, actually you know. knew the second I said it and was hoping I was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to get owned there. But, you know, uh, no, you're going to get owned. <laughs> uh, get Jackson, owned. plug shit. You can find me at headfullsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast we do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a whole bunch there. If this is your first podcast because you just like Log Horizon, you want to see what we think, <laughs> uh, you should listen to a bunch there. We've got um, Abnormal Mapping, which is a game club that we do every month. Uh, we enjoy it a lot. I think I'm very proud of it. We've got an episode on Disco Elysium coming soon. Our, uh, one on Time Spinner probably just dropped, depending on which order I edit these in. Um, oh, I assume this will be up on Monday, so... Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, our time spinner episode's yeah. definitely been out for a few days. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'll be doing. I've got two other podcasts to do. Yeah, uh, you have a podcast with Autumn called "And They're yeah. in an Airplane," which is another anime podcast. Yeah, we watch Studio Ghibli movies. It's good. We just finished uh, "Whisper of the Heart." We're about to watch "Princess Mononoke," so that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, and you can also support us on Patreon. 
Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being, but if you'd like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash mapping, and there are a variety of tiers and rewards for supporting us, but uh, at $1 you get our most popular podcast, The Great Gundam Project, uh, where me and Jackson talk G Gundam right now, but two Gundam every week, along with a backup show right now we're watching Standalone Complex, uh, season one, and having a great time with Standalone Complex. Uh, you know, coming up on Wing, and that'll be with uh, Space Runaway Ideon, which I'm very excited excited about um and at other tiers you can get other things there's a tier to even get us to do one of these if you're if you look at the beach house feed and you haven't listened to gun you're like where are all these episodes coming from normally they're patreon patrons suggesting us to cover these things um this one's just me and jackson we just wanted to do we just it wanted to get it watched and now we thought we'd yeah. talk about it yeah um uh but anyone who could support and it literally does keep us going we would not be doing podcasts without people uh chipping in and helping out uh even a dollar helps despite what patreon might want you to think <laughs> god for, yeah we rely on your patreon though we also uh hate patreon yeah um but uh you know listen to more of these tell your friends word of mouth helps spread podcasts whichever of ours you like that you think your friends would like let them know um were you gonna say something no i was just gonna i have a thing to say but only when we're done Okay. Um, in the future on this feed, uh, we don't have like exact dates yet, but after Dirty Pair, uh, we're going to be covering TV show version of Pat Labor in some form. Don't know what that looks like yet. We'll be doing Ghost and Shell Standalone Complex Second Gig at some point. We'll probably be doing Innocence. I bet we'll do an episode on Innocence, would be my guess. Uh, yeah, maybe. We have people who want to watch movies with us, and that's going to be exciting. Um, someone suggested a Gamera movie uh, just today, and uh, like hype for all of that stuff. So Cool. I think it's Gamera, not Gamera. Uh, that's me fucking up. Uh, but that's uh thanks everyone. I hope you look forward to our year ahead. Lots of good stuff. Um, as always. Amaro, you have something oh, else to say? I was just gonna say that I did find that, that it is the same director and everything. The, the whole everyone oh, cool. there, same director, same writer, same composer. That's exciting. Same studio as the second season, so just good the whole team back together. Uh what? Okay. Well I what? I know the name of the arc. <laughs> What's the arc? Uh, well, I guess spoilers for an arc name. Uh, Round Table Collapse. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's fucking go. 